All right, let's get to the phones. Talk to Tom and Alexandria here before the top of the hour on line one. Tommy's with us on the fan. Hey, Tom, how are you? Hey, great. Great to talk to you, Rooster. Good so, to talk to you, Tom. I had a question question for you about um, Davey Martinez and the perception of him right now. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, my Twitter feed is the fans are against him. It's right. almost universal. The sure. fans want him gone. Understand. But then I've read a couple of the local beat writers say it's not his fault, that, you know, back off. He's not mm-hmm. the problem. I heard you just say it a little bit. I mean, everybody kind of couches it a little bit, but right. I've heard some of the other guys on the station say it. So there's a big disconnect between is it the fans being universally irrational or almost mm-hmm. universally irrational, or is Davey just a nice guy and those of you who talk to him maybe get caught up in that, well, he's a nice guy thing. Well, I, um, I can, I can I tell you this, Tom. I have, no, yeah, I have no relationship at all with Dave Martinez, so you're going to get honest from me. Uh, he, to blame him exclusively, largely, or mostly is ridiculous. So that's, that, that's what I'll say. I have no relationship. I have no relationship to, to protect. I really don't care. To blame him largely or exclusively or mostly is utterly absurd. Not when you have the injuries and the situations going on. Does he have to do things differently? Of course. Does he have to get his guys going? Of course. Uh, does he say some things that rub you the wrong way? The points and, you know, the, the boys thing? Of course. Um, is he the greatest manager in the world? No. Uh, does he need to do a better job? Yes. This entire organization needs to do a better job. So that's how I'll end it. All right, more of your calls coming up after the top of the hour. Craig Heist has a live sports flash from here at Nationals Park. I'm Chris Russell in for, uh, well, Charlie and Dave with the rain delay and Chad Dukes versus the world right here on The Fan. It's, it's Chad Dukes. Listen to it. Versus the world. Versus the world. Versus the world. Hey, what I miss? On Sports Radio 1067, the fan. Uh, we will get right back to the calls. Just kind of two things. We'll talk about them both the national struggles and where you see this club at and how much of the blame Davey Martinez gets. We just had a, a, a call, Tom and Alexandria, right before the top of the iron and have a whole lot of time to get into it. Again, I have no relationship at all to protect with Dave Martinez. When I say it's not all his fault, I think I'm being reasonable, honest, rational, normal, not insane. Most fans are insane. Okay, and the easiest person to blame for everybody's problems is the head coach, the manager or the one figure that they can just think that goes and pre-programs a bunch of robots and everything should work efficiently and right. Well, you know, here's the thing. Three kids hit home runs the other day. Right. We celebrated that like uh, like they won a championship around here. Right. That's all great. Three kids are going to make mistakes. Kids are going to make mistakes. Veterans are going to make mistakes. Relief pitchers are going to go up and down, performance by performance. Starting pitching, you know, this organization has long believed in starting pitching being the end-all, be-all. And it's never really performed that great in the postseason, if we're being quite honest with you. It's been okay. It's been all right. It's been fairly good. I mean, great. Not for the amount of resources and the philosophy that they've built around here. And the starting pitching this year has been up and down. It has been. I mean, if we're just being honest, it has been. Like, just when you think, all right, that's what we continue to hang our hat on when the bullpen stinks and the offense is beat up and shredded like mozzarella, well, then the starting pitching has a week like the last, quite honestly, the last week. So, you know, and I know Max, it wasn't all his fault last night. I I get he settled down. I got it. You hope Strasburg, uh, he's been really good for the last, or, you know, pretty darn good 
the last couple starts out. You hope he can give them a good start tonight whenever this game starts. They need it because there's no Zimmerman, there's no Turner, there's no uh, Rendon, and, of course, there's no Soto, at least to start today's game. Again, he was in, then out of the lineup for a second consecutive day uh, with the back spasms, which has got to be concerning. And, of course, again, what also has to be concerning is you haven't been able to win at home. Uh, not only have you not been able to win first games of series, now you've lost three in a row. You've lost five out of six and really, uh, quite honestly, six out of seven going back to last Wednesday in Colorado. And again, you face this 10-game road trip, and it is not going to be easy under any stretch of the imagination at Philly, at Milwaukee, at the Dodgers. All right, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. The other thing we're talking about is uh, the whole Joe Theismann thing. Have the Redskins put... Joe Theismann in a tough position. If Joe Theismann really wanted to protect his number, and again, that number is sentimental to some. It is not sentimental to everyone. Um, I don't know what goes through the Redskins' decision process when it comes to that. I don't know if they are prevented for whatever weird, wacky reason that nobody's discovered uh, from the NFL from from retiring a certain amount of numbers. I don't know. And if that's the case then I would think that would be more publicly known. They put one of their, you want to call Joe Theismann a legend? Look, legend might be strong. Certainly one of their, the, the, the people that helped redefine and shape Washington Redskins football, right? The legacy that was, was Washington Redskins football. Joey T did that or helped do that. I know he wasn't the only one, but he helped do that. He helped usher in that era of dominance. You haven't given that number to anybody. Ultimately, you have control. And I'll add to this. The Redskins could sit here and say, look, it's great. Nice story that Joe Theismann and Dwayne Haskins talked and hashed it out, and Dwayne asked for permission, and Joey gave him permission and all that stuff. The Redskins don't have to grant permission to use that number. If they feel strongly about it, they can say, uh, Dwayne, you're our player. We decide what number of uniform you are. We're not giving you number seven. And I would be okay with that. But retire the damn number if you're going to do that. And... This, again, was Chad's point before the Nationals broadcast started, and I think it's a good one. They put Joe Theismann in a really tough situation here. What is Joe Theismann supposed to say? Even if he desperately wants to keep his number, is he supposed to say, "Uh, no, dude, go fly a kite, go kick rocks? I mean, that's not right for Joe Theismann to have to do that. Don't put him in that spot. All right, let's get to you on the phones. 800-636-1067. Let's go to our buddy Mark in Largo on line two to get us going here on the 5 o'clock hour on the fan. What's up, Mark? How are you? Hey, how you doing, Chris? How are you, Mark? Look, uh, uh, I really want to talk about the Nats. I think the Redskins, the number issue, is uh, it's going to resolve itself. I'm not really worried about that. But, um, look, here's the problem with with, with Davey Martinez, and I think this is a fair point what I'm about to make. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I don't think he's the total problem. But when you're in a division where you're where you have four t- tough teams, mm-hmm. you got to get an edge, right? 
And I, I don't think that Davey is that guy that makes them feel comfortable. Now, I, I'm going to tell you something. This, You're right. This trip is very, very important. I, I, I agree with you. Five and five is, is, is a great, is great. Four and six, uh well, it's because it's not what you it's four and, four and six is not what you want. I'm throwing that out there. No, it's not as like a but salvo, you, what, you know. I, but I tell you what, if they go two and eight, uh huh, that's a problem. Oh, two and, and eight I, is and a problem. That's a real problem for yeah. Davy. Yeah, two it's and a eight real is a problem. problem for Davy. And I, I mean, look again. I'm not putting everything on Davy. It's not mm-hmm. all Davy's fault, but right. you do need an edge. And, and 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 right now he does not give you that. And and I agree with you on the injuries, but here's the problem that kind of trumps what you're saying. Look at what the Yankees have. The Yankees got 14 people yes. on the DL list, correct? And they're still winning. I would also point out the Yankees, the Yankees have had a pretty soft schedule. I mean, and everyone in New York knows that, and everyone that follows baseball knows that. But to your point, they're still winning. Bingo. There's a point. And see, that's why, I mean, and the Nets have had, look, the Nets lost to the Marlins. Yes. Two out of three to the Marlins. I'm with you. I'm with you. Listen, Mark, Mark, I'm not I'm not sitting here telling you Davey isn't to blame for some of this, maybe a a good portion of it. Right. I don't know how to define it on a scale of one to 100. How much percentage? I mean, I don't feel comfortable saying one guy who never steps on the field other than to make a pitching change and to hand in the lineup card is 100 or 75 or 80 percent responsible. I would say this. Uh, again, if this team ever does get healthy, which it seems to never be under Davey Martinez's leadership, if this team gets healthy and everybody's playing on a pretty much everyday basis and they never turn it around and they basically languish like they did last year, a game over 500, at 500, a game under 500, literally all year, if that happens for a three-month stretch, look, things will sort itself out at the end of the year. It won't be, for those that want Davey gone now, it won't be good enough for it to change this year. But I, I can almost guarantee you things would change after the year if that's the case. Here's the problem with that, Chris. I agree with in a look. Dusty Baker kind of ruined it for every manager from this point on by winning ninety seven and ninety five games. I get it, I understand that. But at the same time, you are now in a division where you need an edge, and 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 you're all they're almost going to have to make a move just to be competitive. And I know that may not be what you want to hear, and a lot of other people may want to hear, but you cannot have the. If you go two and eight, I'm just saying hypothetically, mm-hmm. you can't go two and eight. I love the net. But if you go two and eight, you're eleven games under five hundred. You gotta put Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a problem. At that point. Yeah, it's a problem. Mark, I appreciate the call and the passion. I always enjoy going back and forth with you. Listen, I'm not telling you you're crazy or absurd for being frustrated and for thinking something might happen uh, if it's a two and eight road trip. Now, again. Anybody, reasonably speaking, especially if Soto doesn't get healthy with these back spasms, which now have cost him two games, uh, you know, it's more than reasonable to think, oh, wait a second. I mean, two and eight against that competition might be legit. You might be lucky to walk away at two and eight. Now, you hope it's a lot better than that. Again, I, I my sense is that they're not close to making a managerial switch nor should they be at least in my opinion i again my opinion uh could be wrong but i'm more patient with coaches and managers uh than most fans are to be honest with you let's go to line three dan is in leesburg here on the fan good afternoon danny how are you i'm good how are you doing doing good dan what's going on well i think we're gonna have to take it one game at a time and you're gonna need time 
the manager is, okay? Because if you don't have all your weapons, it's like fighting, fighting an army. Right. Okay, if you don't have all your weapons, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, if you're on the you're if you're on the front if you're on the front line and you don't have any guns uh or, you know, heavy equipment, then, you're, then you're, you're, then you're gonna shot. get your ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and but, but how know, but how much is that an how much of that is, is an excuse versus a reason? And that's what Mike Rizzo and the learners have to find out is Again, that an excuse or a reason for why the team is five games under 500, stinks at home, uh, and is has largely been inconsistent, or they've been consistently mm. mediocre under Davies' mm. leadership. Now, but it, but the question is, is it all Davies' fault? Because remember, now Davies is not on the field. Well, he's I, he's I a manager. That. That's true. Yes, yes. That's, that's true. But but is Davies on the field playing the game? The answer is no. So how much how much of a leader is Davey being right now? Well, I mean, you can lead in different ways. You don't always have to lead just by being on the field. I mean, clearly there's different sections of leadership, right? There's in the room or in the clubhouse leadership. There's on-field leadership. There's dugout leadership. There's organizational leadership. I mean, leadership comes in many different packages, and I appreciate the phone call. Uh, I'll let you run on that uh, so we can get to some more. Um, you know, I, I, again, I, I personally think – it's so easy to just find the biggest moving target and saying that guy. And, and I'm guilty of it sometimes, too, with Bruce Allen and the Redskins. I say, oh, yeah, Bruce Allen is the reason why the Redskins have been so miserable under his tenure. Well, I mean, is he the only reason? Of course not. Is he the largest reason? I mean, other than Dan Snyder, who else could you point the freaking finger at? 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Let's go to line four. Uh, Ian is in D.C. Uh, looks like the rain has picked up once again here uh, at Nationals Park, unfortunately. So uh, we'll keep it here, of course. Ian is with us on the fan. Good afternoon, Ian. How are you? Yeah, let's go through each of the topics. So in terms of the baseball manager, baseball managers, hockey coaches, very irrelevant. You know, all the people who were upset that Barry Trotz was gone, you realize that capitals over under on season totals did not change by a single decimal point on every Vegas book when they lost, when they lost trots. These are coaches that make the most minor of impacts on the team. And that's why their salary reflects that in baseball or I'm sorry, in football, we know how important the coach is more valuable often than many of the players. You want a Belichick or a Tomlin or a Sean McVay more than you want a certain player. Hockey, baseball, who cares? If they fire Davey tomorrow, great. I have no problem with them doing that. He's underperformed. The team's underperformed. Great. Who are you going to get? I don't even know who a quote-unquote good baseball manager is. Yeah, I mean, the, only, kind of the, I mean, the two biggest names out there are Joe Girardi and Buck Showalter. I just don't think the learners are ever going to spend that kind of money. And why would you? Did you see what Buck Showalter did on the back end of Baltimore? Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, not it's – a, it's a GM league. And if anything – at some point, we have had how many managers under Rizzo? That's more than fair. I was wondering if we were going there. I mean, yeah, again, so you know, everybody point, wants – I mean, listen, I, I have all the respect in the world for Mike Rizzo. I think he's done, by and large, a good job. That does, not mean, that does not mean he's done a great job overwhelm. you know, uh, just right. and impervious to and criticism. So, now, I would also point out he is hamstrung at times by the ownership group. I, I mean, that's just – I mean, if we're being fair and if we're, you know, if we're cutting everybody up here, he is 
hamstrung at times because I know there's guys he wanted that he couldn't get. Now, you could say that for every organization. Like, Jay Gruden's going to be fired at some point as the Redskins head coach. I know there's players that he wanted to keep or wanted to sign that he didn't get because of the salary cap, because of management, because of whatever. That happens in professional sports. There's things I would like to do with the radio station that I don't get to do because I'm not the boss. Yeah, Chris, that's a supposition. We know, look, I'm the biggest Dan Snyder hater. Ted Lerner's made some crucial mistakes. There's no denying that. But since we can't fire the owners or get rid of them, mm-hmm. we have to look at the next person. So then gotcha. you do look at Mike Rizzo. Understood. On the number issue on this, going back to the ownership group, for an organization that cares so much about tradition and pants and picnics and homecoming and reunion days, it's laughable that they don't retire numbers. I'm you sorry, that made retire, me laugh. <laughs> yeah, you either retire the number right. I agree. and you do it that way I'm or with you, you don't. I'm and, with you. And you know why? You don't put Joe Theismann in that spot. Right. You know why numbers matter so much to this organization or some part of it? Because they have no one to point to in the last 20 years that's worth anything. There's not a single player in the Dan Snyder era that you would, quote, retire their number. So you have to go back 50 years to people that majority of the fan base has never heard of. Yeah. There were so many callers that said, who is Joe Theismann? I mean, yeah, I mean, they listen, no you, idea. you know, you could make an argument for Santana or Portis or Cooley, but that's about it. And, 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 and that's only uh, London. That's only an argument. It's not like stand on your soapbox and say, absolutely. These guys were the greatest of the greatest. Uh, they were important players for whatever little success this organization has had. Like you said, under Dan Snyder's leadership, I appreciate the phone call. Ian, thank you very much. Good passion uh, there. Let's get one more quick one here uh, before the break. Let's go to JD uh, in DC on line five. Uh, JD is with us on the fan. Hello, JD. How are you? Hello. I'm okay. I, was, I don't think that they should put all this on Joe Theismann. Can you imagine what's going to happen when a future Redskins fullback wants to wear the number 44? Then what? That's all yeah, that, yeah that, that came up earlier, too, and that's a good point, um, no doubt about yeah. it. Now, again, I, I do think there's a quarterback, and it's Dwayne uh-huh. Haskins, and it's a first-round pick, right. and, oh, by the way, it's the guy the owner chose. You know, exactly. uh, here's, okay, here's, exactly. here's, here's the reason why Dwayne Haskins is pretty much going to be able to get what he wants, and this should be nerve-wracking to the future of the organization is because Dan Snyder has a proven history of when he aligns himself with the talent and the player, the player often overrides the team and the better interest and the long-term goal of the team. And you look no, no further than what happened with number 10 in 2012 and 2013, and it destroyed the soul, the core of a already rotten franchise. So, that's the thing that I would be more worried about much more than whether he's going to wear Joe Theismann's number, 7, 14, 8, 9, whatever number it is. To me, that is more worrisome, if I'm being totally honest with you. And, again, if a fullback wants to wear number 44, I tell that fullback to, again, go kick rocks and go pound sand. That's what I would tell them to do on the Pound Sand Radio Network, uh, tribute to our buddy JT the Vic out there. Speaking of JT the Vic, he's going to take us to a break. We're coming right back here at Nationals Park. Again, the rain um has picked up a little bit from what i can see outside of our window here still no uh, estimated start time i'm chris russell in for chad dukes and building you a bridge to once again hopefully joining charlie slows and dave jagler and the nationals radio network for the finale of this four game set between the washington nationals and the st louis cardinals right here on the fan we'll take a quick time out more of your calls more of your opinions more of your reaction coming up next on the fan